When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Every pure intention ends when the good Good morning and welcome to the final hour of Jason and Alexis in the morning. For this Friday, February 11th, 2022, right here at My Talk Everything Entertainment, everything. Sex, sluts, and ecstasy? Oprah, Oprah. What? The hell are you doing, Oprah? Seriously. She's talking about this song's called Bad Habits. Seriously. Yeah. And maybe that's Dr. Phil's excuse. Oh, that too, maybe. (laughs) That's our podcast. Up your butts. Is that the new name, That's Oprah? The new name of Krabby Krabby Shop. <laughs> Oprah, what should Kenny and uh, Don name their podcast? Up their butts. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Oprah. <laughs> Oprah, that's what they talked about on this uh, the new episode. Did yeah. you hear that? What? I know, Oops, I know. Yeah, I wonder what, you that, can listen to, what that what yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, you can hear that on, uh, uh, go to garagelogic.com. Yes. We have uh, news. We have news from the Grab a Coffee Shop. We have Force Movie Review coming up at eight thirty. The Dirt Alert and more. But right now, putting a bow on our conversation about BuzzFeed had this uh, kind of expose of these employees of Doctor Phil saying that it basically sucks to work there, and then he's it's awful. It's a horrible working condition. And I was g- giving some context that you know one of the first uh, talk shows to deal with this was way back in the nineties with Oprah. She kind of had an uprising as well with all the producers. Um, resigning, threatening to resign if she did not remove the executive producer. Um, Oprah did, in fact, remove that executive producer. She signed an NDA. Um, you never heard from her again, which is so funny. Like, oh, how terrible. Like, never heard from her again. I'm sure she got a handsome severance, but mm-hmm. she went away quick. And um, I was there. We were, I, I was doing a internship project, kind of a, I always say kind of internship because it was very unstructured at Harpo back then. People think of Harpo and Oprah Winfrey as, you know, this big, you know, well-oiled machine. Back then, Harpo was kind of new and they didn't have, you know, the book club wasn't there and they didn't have the Angel Network. And um, anyway, yeah. I was there and heard the producers. You could hear them in the Harpo cafeteria and they were unhappy and they would complain you would hear the complaints about her and it was very evident that there it was a very unhappy period there at harpo um you could feel it there were four or five of us in this group of students and we all kind of we all we could tell they didn't want to be there and they certainly didn't want to deal with us um they were we were the last it was such a 
It was a blessing to be there, but we couldn't have picked a worse time to be in college and to have had that opportunity because oh, that's so sad. You're was, probably like, oh, we yeah. don't want to be a burden. Oh no, I have great, I have great memories of it, okay. and it was my goodness, was it fun? I mean, you know. I saw a crazy show with Roseanne Barr and Tom Arnold when they were married. Oh, oh my goodness. I that was something. Um, that, I have never talked about that. And I won't right now because we're on another topic. But th- oh. Roseanne acted so weird. We thought, I'm just being very blunt. I'm not making light of this. She seemed like she was drugged. Wow. I mean, it was, she was so, like, lethargic. <sighs> And it was very uncomfortable to watch. My mom actually came to that show. I had I got tickets for her for that show. I have it on VHS somewhere. It was really odd. Wow. She acted. It was a very different Roseanne. Anyway, um, huh. but the the Doctor Phil thing. Uh, when there's smoke, there's fire. And mm-hmm. if there's this many people saying this, you have to kind of believe them. But to be reasonable. To be fair, are there probably some sour grapes in there? Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah, because and- basically a dozen current and past employees of the show are saying it was a volatile workspace. Specifically, the executive producer was very mean and did some questionable things that they did not feel comfortable doing. Yeah. And they were screamed so, at and all of that. Yeah. So I'm sure there is some validity, but the four of us know this. Um, it is, and this is an excuse. I am not, I want to be really clear. I, I, I really am not, I'm not excusing any in, in, inappropriate behavior, but I will also say this is a really, it's a tough business, especially on the national level. Oh, there the is, oh my goodness. There is pressure from the stations that run your show. There is, there's pressure from the production companies to produce. And if you are a young producer and you're hungry and, uh, you want to succeed and it's tough. And, and these executive producers, they feel it more than anybody. They, they need to deliver in ratings. They need to, they, I'm not excusing it, but I'm saying I can see, um, I can see where the environment would foster this and it doesn't, doesn't ring false to me because I've seen it. I mean, the yeah. TV production places, it's, it's it can be hard. It can be hard. I Help. wonder who would be yeah. responsible. You might be able to tell me, Jason. Yeah. Um when I lived in Texas, he you know, he's from Texas and he was there, based there, and um there was a show that he did at either USC or UCLA where the students were told that it was gonna be filmed there. Mm-hmm. And it was told that it was gonna be a, on a different topic. Like something very just, uh, you know, like, how do you know what you want to do in life? How did you pick your major or something? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and they wanted mostly female students. Um, and then they start filming the episode. They have students up on stage. And the topic was sex on campus. Wow. And it was like, tell us about um, promiscuity, switch. how if you hook up, like all this stuff that was not what they were told. And they were very, very upset. The students were like, this isn't what we were told. But then it was like, you know, uh, the early 2000s, and they were like, 
not as outspoken nowadays. And feel young like women could. would be like, "Oh no, me too." Uh huh. No, we're not. You know? so we're not going there. You yeah, but they this. did, and they felt pressured to talk because it's, yep. it's they're, they're recording mm-hmm. the Dr. Phil show. So and it's entertainment. But yeah. like, who would be responsible for that? That trickery? Would it be the producers and Dr. They just told Dr. <sighs> Phil we're doing this yeah. show at USC and. Yeah. Yes, let me be clear on this. Dr. Phil is so rem- when you a host at that level. Mm-hmm. This isn't to say he has no responsibility. It is his name, just like we learned with Ellen. Yep. He the buck stops at his desk. Dot dot dot. However, he is so removed from the day to day because what ha- happens is. They divide the episodes into teams of producers. Mm-hmm. So there is an, there is a um, there are senior producers. So at the beginning of the year, the executive producer will say, "Okay, um, here are the twenty topics. Not more than twenty, but here here are the topics. I'm going to assign a lead producer, and then under that lead producer, there is a team of associate producers." Mm-hmm. And then they're respond. You know, those associate producers are the ones responsible for locking up locations. If it's a location show on location show, mm-hmm. um, they help with guests. They do kind of the grunt work and prepping them too. And prepping them too. Phil is brought in. I'm. I don't know how it works with Phil, but I'm sure he has to approve some of the topics. I know that's how it worked at Harpo. Yeah. Oprah got approval. Now she would acquiesce if the producer felt strongly about it. And she was, she would, if she trusted the producer, she would give them some lean way. But Phil is so removed, like location right. scouting. Oh, please. He has no idea about that. He, yeah. So that and would be so the producers. The producers might have told, like, they're just supposed to make it happen. Yep. Yes. And so then how to make it happen and get into USC. Yep. In the first place, or UCLA, I can't remember which one it was. Um, they would have had to lie to the university and the students, but Doctor Phil probably might not have known that. No, I would, I would lay a hundred dollars down right now that the that minutia, and I know it's not minutia to the people that it happened to, mm-hmm. but in the terms of the engine of running a national show like that, that is minutia. Yeah, Phil would not have known about that in yeah. his day to day. They that is something that oh my location no 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 he wouldn't he, he would not know about he that. wouldn't know like all right we're gonna have to lie to these nope. kids to get them in there I, I mm. would I would actually now I would lay five hundred dollars down that he would have no idea about something like that it was just gross it was like they it didn't want to talk about their sex Ugh, lives and it's no. just creepy and like ew okay you're yeah. Doctor Phil what do you do what do you do now that this is out. Do you think he knew about Carla before this? You, you have yes. to know the nature of someone, right? Uh, now that he does know. Yeah. You know, he's not, he has to know that P, if he has an executive producer that's that's running rough, Yep. I am sure he's not that insulated. He has to know that yeah, this person is. Yes. Yeah. So I, you can't absolve him of that. Now, look, so is she if gone he's playing. Well, if enough people complain, I think he has a responsibility to those producers. And yes, if there's an investigation and it's not just, oh, it's not just, I say this and again, I don't want to minimize, but if it's not just whining of, oh, it's too hard, uh, which is, uh, you know, yeah, it is. If it's not that type of whining, if it's legitimate, like horrible workplace, then Phil does have a responsibility to remove her. Yeah, because right now they're doubling down on supporting her and that she's great and everybody loves her. I, I and 
all of that. Well, that's what then, they're saying now. Then you got to make sure that the people spreading this, they're it's not just sour grapes. Yeah, you got to look back and do do their you know do the due diligence. Are the people making these accusations uh, were they fired? Mm. And if they were fired, what were they fired for? Well, and then the other thing is the intimidation. One of the um, former employees said that I didn't feel like I could go to HR because I would have been fired. Mm, yeah. So I really had no outlet to talk to anyone about this I, for anything to be done. That's legitimate, too. Yes. Again, you're young and hungry and you don't want to lose your job. Yep. You mm-hmm. are working at Dr. Phil, man. That's, yep. you know, that's it's for people in TV. You, you get to these national shows. You, you know, we're all, uh, we don't want to burn bridges if you wanted to go to another show. It's like the entertainment industry is like that for cameramen and visual effects artists, everything. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, you can, you can, I'm sorry, Kenny, what are you going to say? But not for us. You ever notice that? You ever go down to the cafeteria and HBI and uh, look over in the corner where all the radio people are? (laughs) <laughs> we've all got our clown hats on yeah, I know. yelling and screaming and throwing cake at each other and That's having right. fun and the rest of the staff in the building they kind of look at us out of the side of their eye and go what, like what? the hell Who is are those I'm offended clowns. by what they're saying <laughs> over their chicken wrap uh we're in trouble <laughs> a new era of the dirt alert starts right after this happy new year from Hughes Dental here's the deal if you're thinking about ringing in the new year with a beautiful new smile, call my friend, Dr. Amy Hughes. She is a five-star rated dentist. And she's one of 10 accredited cosmetic dentists in the state of Minnesota. That's great. I actually Googled what people are saying about her, and our friend, Dr. Amy, is doing it right. Listen to what Deb says about her experience with the team at Hughes Dental. After my dentist of several years retired, I went on a thorough search for a new doctor. After several unsatisfactory experiences, I found Dr. Amy Hughes. I've been seeing her and Jackie for over a year and a half through major dental procedures, including implants, extractions, and crowns. I'm so fortunate to have found them. They are professional, knowledgeable, friendly, and timely. I'm so pleased with my dental work and highly recommend them. I jumped on the Google, too, and here's what RJ said. My veneers look and feel perfect. I chose Dr. Hughes because of her excellent cosmetic dentistry credentials, real patient case examples, and the incredible office and staff. The results were amazing, and I get compliments at least weekly. You can see some of Dr. Amy's patients' beautiful new smiles on her website, HughesDental.com. While you're on her website, check out the free video consult. And be sure to let the team know that Jason told you that Hughes Dental is the only choice for your smile makeover. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back, Jason and Alexis in the morning. Uh, it is time for the biggest pop culture. All these crazy alien stories can't be true, can they? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Culture headlines of the day, and it's delivered to you in the Dirt Alert. Good morning, Dawn. Good morning. morning. And, uh, Jason and Alexis got me hooked on this show. Um, I didn't want to watch a dating show, but now 
I was so I wept several times during oh, no. the the whole thing. They watched it too. The second season is out today on Netflix. I'm talking about Love is Blind. Oh, oh yes. The pods. Right. The yeah. people who date just through screens. They never see each other. And the only way they get to meet is if they propose. That's right. And that couple, they're still together and thriving, aren't they? There is one, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the one, yeah. Are, are we going to watch that the second season? I, I am. I have a part of the trailer if you want to hear yeah, it. Yeah. it. It might sway you. I haven't found someone that appreciates my love as much as I appreciate theirs. That's why I'm here. I'm like really, really scared. You guys think you're compatible? That is comical. I'm not feeling the animalistic attraction I want to feel. I think I'm at a breaking point. I'm not around. Welcome to Love is Blind. The pods are officially open. Open. This would be an awesome story to tell our kids. I met your dad in a social experiment where I was dating 14 other guys. He's like, I'm sorry, what, mom? All right, so mm-hmm. you interested? I'm kind of in now. You're oh right. Oh my Dawn. gosh! So, I, yeah. No. No. Too no, much I'm stuff in. to watch. Oh, oh you're in too. Okay. Okay. No, good. In. Yeah. Because it's How it's really guys? satisfying. Well, Kenny, what happens is that they never they have like 14 women and 14 men, oh, and okay. they have these pods, and then they they go into like door number four. They know that. Sally's always going to be in there. And so they create, they have dates with these people, but there's a screen and they never see them. They could just hear them. And so they found, they have a foundation of a relationship based on personality instead of looks. Hmm. And then the doors open. They, they, and they run to each other. They do, but they've already Mm -hmm. proposed at that point. Yeah. And then they go through the whole process of planning a wedding. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just a new concept that, Anyway, I'm for it. Yeah. And yeah. We, didn't, yeah. we didn't think we would yeah. like it. No. But and then I ended you up guys really were like, it. you have to watch this. You have to watch it. So I mm-hmm. did. And now I'm hooked. Yep. Okay. Do you remember Movie Pass, that thing that I did that you guys made fun of me for? Um, yep. Yeah. We remember. It was right. $10 a month, and you got to see as many movies as you wanted, like one per day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which was great for a while. And then. AMC got really mad at them and they started their own program there because they were losing money off of it. And then other theaters kind of revolted and the company went over. Well, this guy won't give it up. The founder, it's back. Oh, are you going to sign up again, Don? No, because what you have to do Uh-oh. to get, you basically earn like coins or points in order to get a free movie pass. Uh-oh. And what you have to do is watch ads and they have technology where if you turn your head away, or if you close your eyes, it can recognize whether or not you're watching, and it'll pause it. They have cameras, that Ew. means. That They're means watching they have you. The oh, Don, Don, what did you do? Sitting there <laughs> naked watching Dawn, your show. You? Okay. No, it's oh, just my it's technology. God. So the guy, um, the founder, Stacy Spikes, he's really excited about this mm-hmm. new edition of MoviePass. Where, um, <laughs> but basically, if you do turn away, it'll pause the ad. And you have to watch all these ads in order to earn points. I need to get one of those old tube TVs like we had in the 70s. They weigh about 1,000 pounds. Those things can't spy on you. That's it, man. (laughs) But this is through your phone. And you agree to it. So, wow. what do you so think? How many? No, how much no, is a movie no, 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 these days? No, no, no. I'm not doing like this. Like twelve bucks or it's, yeah, or thirty dollars? What is it? Depends on what time you go and where. Okay. But 
is it worth it to no. you to get those? Lex, you don't want this spying on you. No, that's you. what I'm saying, Kitty. I'd Who rather pay $30 for there. a movie yeah. than uh, sit there and watch some ads and stuff. And just yeah. put it in front of your dog or something. Plus, who knows what else you're doing while you're watching. You know, maybe you're blow-drying the underside of your, you know. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Could be that doing anything. Could be doing I, that. Yep. I, I mean, it's creepy. Oh, yuck. I don't look. I'm not as paranoid as uh, Woodsman and uh, <laughs> Panda up there, but I will tell you, I don't like this. I do not. I, uh, no. I don't want I don't people. Know, no, anybody no, no, no. that would go through that, just no. like, I don't know, get a side hustle to pay for your movies. Go but, work at the theater. You can see yes. as many movies as you want. Oh, that. Yeah, you could okay. get a little part time job. That's fun. That's true. Mm-hmm. Okay. They're spying like on us through our phone anyway. Well, of course they are. I should tape those camera things up. Oh, Oh, no, because then you'll look like a crazy person. You'll look like a... You'll look assailed. It's it's not that someone's sitting there watching it, because they really don't care about us individually. They're looking at all of our friends and connections that we make and the choices that they make, and then assume that you'll make similar choices and start feeding you what they're buying. So it's not the government? Because all I do is bitch about the government. No, it's yeah. not the government. No. Okay. No. no, Kenny, they no. don't care. No. They want to no. make money, money. It's yeah. Government's incompetent. It wouldn't be them. They wouldn't know how to do <laughs> oh, that. If you no. do search for something on your phone or your, you know, like, oh, bed and breakfast in Minnesota, you yeah. will bu- get a bunch of ads yep. after that. Everybody knows that. That's just cookies and... Mm-hmm. Spyware. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Not the Mo- chocolate chip variety. More yeah. of these stories at mytalkworld0701.com. When we come back, the moment you've been waiting for, Alexis's forced movie review. Meantime, don't forget to follow us on social media. Lex in the City's Dawn of Dark and Jason Matheson. On mine, you can see my pre-show skincare routine. Ooh. <laughs> Have either of you ever heard of a bachelor's completion program? I just learned St. Mary's University of Minnesota has this program. Yes, isn't that a program where you can complete your bachelor's degree? You know, if you always meant to finish your degree, and then, of course, life happened. I did hear that. St. Mary's knows that by completing your bachelor's degree, you're closer to reaching your career goals. They have a program designed to complete your degree in just one year. Flexible schedules that work for you. Right, Don. St. Mary's knows that balancing your current job, family, and then trying to add in school can be an overwhelming thought. So they have class schedules created to allow you to finish your degree without sacrificing your peace of mind. I love that. I've heard great things about St. Mary's. Their faculty and staff really become your allies on your educational journey. They are supportive and will help you succeed. How can someone learn more? Just go to smumn.edu or my talk keyword St. Mary's. Programming note on Monday, it is the 55th annual Sad song of Palooza yes. here on Jason and Alexis in the morning. That's how we celebrate Valentine's Day around her. We'll talk a little bit about that coming up in a little bit. We need but, sad uh, songs. You got one? Send it to yeah. us. Send it to Send. us in advance because it's so much easier for us. Way easier. Way easier. Because <laughs> then so, I can load them up in advance. Yes. So please send them to us and please tune in as we celebrate Love Day with the saddest songs ever <laughs> crafted by the hand of man, woman, child, turtle, Gorilla, and whatever. Also, classic. mention what part of the song in particular, the lyrics that yeah. really make you. Because then That's I yes. don't have to search through the whole song. Yes. You know, so just mention, I mean, we already had one. 
much. Thank goodness. Already emailed. Yeah, thank yeah. Somebody you. already emailed. I, it, uh, her name escapes me right now. I think it starts with an R, but um, yeah, thanks for thank you. Thanks for, for thinking of us already. Yeah, especially newer songs, too, mm-hmm. that are really sad. I mean, really just, sad. Oh. Yeah. Weeping. But right now, that's Monday, but right now. I can't believe you're making me do this. Why do we have to talk about that? Do I have to? Forced movie reviews. You forced me to do this, 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 this. Yeah, Dawn forced Alexis to watch a wonderful horror movie. Yeah. It's called Let's Scare Jessica to Death. Yeah! From 1971. Let's hear it, Lex. Oh, Dawn, what the heck? (laughs) (laughs) It really explores a question... That is it madness or is it sanity? Mm-hmm. And that part is the most interesting. But otherwise, <laughs> That's our show. Yeah. it's a piece of, piece of C. <laughs> oh, it's a piece of C. Um, yeah, well, okay. Now after talking, if you listen to the 6 a.m. hour, and Don, after you knowing that you kind of, you, and after experiencing a Zoom with you where you heard your name being called, we didn't hear it, <laughs> I can see... And it's like spirits. I can see why this would really especially scare you. Oh, yeah. Because it almost turned into a comedy for me. Some of the acting, when the woman's freaking out, she's like, ah, dude, like pulling at her face and her little short hair. And she's so sweaty. All you see is this glistening skin. And she's like, ah, ah, in the attic by the window. I'm like, why are you in the attic by the window by yourself with a squatter who's standing there touching your face? Who puts themselves in this position? That's what the heck? Point. Okay, I so, don't even know okay. what this is about. So I'll tell you, okay, the setup is brilliant. Okay. I actually, for the first 10 minutes, I thought, I might actually like this movie. Oh, shoot. Because it really does set up this weird scenario. So there's a girl named Jessica. <laughs> she is married to Duncan. Okay. And then there's a third I- wheel. His name is Woody. Uh-huh. Okay. Hey, Woody. So they're in the car. <laughs> they're heading up to the countryside in New York because Duncan, her husband, has bought a home. And so they're going to live there, but he spent all of his money. So they've got to go later on and like sell stuff in the house because they need food, right? So anyway, they get to this house. They're that cash poor? They are. They have, oh, wow. They're they really bad. They money for food? Yeah, they're very poor hippies. Very, very, yeah. That's hippie life for sure. Well,. Mm. You find out in the first few minutes that she's been hospitalized at a mental institution. She's been let go, and she's still hearing voices, but she doesn't want to tell Duncan or Woody because she doesn't want to go back. That yeah. absolutely makes sense, right? Sure. Yeah. So yeah. then they get to this house, and she's seeing, like, spirits or people, or we're not really sure what it is, rocking in the rocking chairs and, like, running in the house, and, and yet she still goes inside, and she's like, do to do. Let's explore. Let's go look at the attic and these creepy stairs. It looks like there's scratch marks all over it. But I'm going to go up there because that looks like fun. So she just is exploring the house. And then it turns out that the guys can see this girl, too. Her name is Emily. She's a squatter. OK, oh. guys, you buy a house. There's a squatter in the house. What do you do? Give them the boat. You kick that squatter out. Yeah. Oh, oh no, no, no. They ask her to stay. And not oh. only that, they go swimming in the pond with her. And oh. then she goes, I'm going to make lunch. And she goes back to the house by herself to make them all lunch. She could have poisoned them. Yeah. Um, it's weird that they just invite her into their Well, lunch. they're hippies. Yeah, they're hippies. You have to remember that. It's 71. I guess. But that okay. was very just weird to me. Quick, Quickly, Dawn, as uh, children of the country, you and I know one thing about ponds, right? What's the one thing about ponds? 
you don't go swimming in ponds. Oh, hell no. Ponds are oh, stinky this is a creepy and pond. gross. That's another oh, thing that I didn't muddy. like about it. Yeah. Muddy, oh. gross. There's algae. It's like yeah. you can't see the bottom. It's disgusting. <laughs> right. yeah. Oh, you no. don't swim in ponds. No, ever. you're going to get something swimming one of your orifices. Yep. It's going to swim up there. Yep. Oh, yuck. Yeah, oh, and leeches God. alone. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Well, there's a but visual. they go in the lake all the time. They're just like, dude, 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 let's swim. We're going to bathe. You know, they're lathering up, doing the whole thing. There's like some weird sexual tension oh, going on with yeah, Emily, geez. who is this Jeez. squatter. Yeah. And so they just, uh, they, they have a good time. She's kissing on the, the Woody, which I feel really bad for Woody because he's the third She's wheel. She's kissing on the Woody? She's <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. so terrible. So maybe we should watch this, huh, George? <laughs> What's this called again, Lex? Let's scare Jessica to death. Suddenly, this has interested me. So Suddenly, weird. I want to watch this movie. Yeah, they're kissing. I mean, like, really? Like, wow. Okay. Um, Woody, so on the property, there's an or- orchard, and so he gets on the little tractor thing and, like, starts spraying it with chemicals and everything, right? And he does that every day. And he's like, oh, poor Woody, man. He's the only one really working because everybody else is just kind of like chilling out in the house. And I guess they are trying to sell some stuff. So they they take some stuff to this antique guy. And the guy's like, okay, I'll give you this amount of money for it. But I got to tell you, you know, this stuff from this house in particular has bad juju because some weird stuff happened to this bishop girl there. She was supposed to get married, but she was never able to wear her wedding dress. And so she's looking at this portrait and it just looks just like Emily, the squatter. I'm like, you're not seeing this? Yeah. What's going on? The squatter is... The squatter is that woman. And then there's this other, like, girl in, like, this little, like, like, little girl running around in the woods in this white dress. And then she sees her. And then it turns out that Duncan can see her, too. But for a long time, you think, oh, she's the only one, and I can see it, too. Yes, because she doesn't like, know if she's going but she, cuckoo. Is she, is she going insane or is right? And then the way this... Okay, so then when they go into the into the town to sell the stuff, like, they see all these people with, like, bandages on and, like, weird little cuts and stuff. And then it was like, is it vampire life? <laughs> yeah. And then... It turns out she might be the smartest one around because in the end she gets in the rowboat and starts rowing away. And then um, there's Jessica standing there with all these weirdos um, who um, were trying to attack her at one point. (laughs) Yeah, they're not her friends. They aren't her friends. No, they're psychologically messing with her so much. It's so weird. But but. Uh, yeah, then it's like, but are they? Or was that? did that really happen? See, this is an intriguing movie, people. As you can tell, she's very interested. Well, the weirdest thing and, and the most offensive, ah. which I hate about movies, is the noise pollution. <clears throat> oh. There's like, they hit a note like, dee, 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 Oh, the soundtrack. And then the chickens start going crazy. They're ornery. And like, she's just trying to buy some eggs. And it's so loud, my ears are hurting, and then there's, like, scratching noises, and it just doesn't stop. It's can so I, annoying. Can I ask, can I ask this, a question? synopsis is really what? all over the place. But it's yeah. fun. It's fun. I, um, yes, Jason. Where does the scariness come in, Lex? Right. I, see, and that's, that's the question. I think it's that mental game of... Is she seeing this? Is she not? Is she the only smart one? Because she's at least running away where the other guys are kind of leaning in. It, there's also this like uh, theme of like death as some kind of seduction, right? Yes. Like it's like this like almost sexy thing. 
And yeah. it also it also oh is um, um and, and it's probably still true today. But how society treats mentally ill people, right? So that those themes I like because I don't think things have changed much, right? So it's a very timely movie to watch. But at times it felt very ridiculous and more funny than scary. Um, but you're right when you think about these themes, there's some value. Okay. How's well, that? Can, and everybody can I'm do exhausted. this on Amazon Prime. You can yep. rent this for three or four dollars. Four dollars. Yep. Four dollars. Mm-hmm. Four dollars. Okay. Which I feel like I should pitch in and give Lex the four dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I'll, I'll give you four dollars, girl. Perfect. You buy yeah. the sandwiches downstairs for me all the time, and you refuse money. I don't know what's going on. That was yeah. Quite a ride. Oh well, my gosh. Well, Alexis went through. <laughs> yep, um, your hell. turn. <laughs> Hippie hell. So, uh, I'm glad you ass- liked it. <laughs> yeah. Mm, asterisk. She has an assignment for me. When you're moving your body around. And now on Jason and Alexis in the morning, a message from our sponsor from like the 70s or 80s. And here she is the popular, the beautiful, the teen of the year. Homecoming Queen Skipper in a parade. Homecoming Queen Skipper. Skipper doll, Barbie doll, and Ferrari car each sold separately. You put car together from a town. This has been a Jason and Alexis classic commercial. We now return you to our regularly scheduled mediocre radio show. Ooh, a lot of information there at the end. The yeah, Ferrari a lot. car comes separate, and you have to put it together. That's right. Her prom date comes separate. That's right. The, <laughs> her sash. Oh, skipper. Whatever. Her vomit bucket for the end of the night comes separate. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Complete with birth control pills. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that little, little skipper. Whatever mm. happened to her? I think she got married right after high school. Yeah, yeah probably. Whatever happened to skipper? I don't know. Good question. She never I think they killed up. her off, didn't she? They, I think killed, they killed her, her off. off. <laughs> Barbie's <laughs> like, listen, you're an adult now. Yeah. <laughs> you're competition. It's so. only one of us. <laughs> yeah, you're out of yeah. the pageant. Time for Peace your funeral. <laughs> and by the way, who the hell's name is Skipper? Get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is time for part two. I can't believe you're making me do this. Why do we have to talk about that? Do I have Forced movie reviews. You forced me to do this, 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 this. Jason, I'm very excited to assign you a 2008 American action thriller film called Bangkok Dangerous, starring Nicolas Cage. I have a different version of that movie. The trailer. (laughs) I sleep alone. I eat alone. Yep. I'd like to meet someone. But it's tough when you live out of a suitcase. My name's Joe. This is what I do. Purpose of your visit to Bangkok, Mr. Winston? Holiday. No, it's not. All my clients have one thing in common. They feed off the people. There's big money and misery. Where there's money, there's competition. And the guy paying me usually wins. Yeah. money. Well, Russia, we died. The Russians trust him. You want to make some money? Two thousand a day. What's your name? Carl. You know the Caribbean Club? 
Ask for a dancer named Om. Give her this. She's gonna give you a package. When it comes to killing. The man in the case. He hurts many country girls. He buy them from their parents and sell them. Make it quick. <laughs> oh, wow. You hear all that action, Jace? Wow. Wow. You're in for an amazing thriller action. Um, film here. Uh, I've seen this. For his hair alone, you what? should watch it. Don oh, has yeah. seen it too. I've watched it. Lex, you haven't seen this. I've actually seen this because here, a big thank you shout out to Rox for emailing me and saying he should watch this film. This is one of her picks and I thought, oh my gosh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I think you'll like, Don, did you love it? Um, it's a really, it's like Nicolas Cage taking himself very seriously. He's an assassin. Um, I did like it. Very fast pace. Really? Yep. I, it was well, a I, box office failure. I oh, liked it because it's bad. Let me be clear about that. <laughs> oh, okay. You All just, right. you're like, oh no, this is stupid. Oh God, right. the acting. Oh. Oh, that hair. Um, the hair. It's oh. jet black. Yep. Per usual, per tradition, let me read some Rotten Tomatoes reviews. <laughs> um, Bangkok Dangerous is sitting at a very hearty 9% on the tomato meter. <laughs> nice! Wow! Yeah. Is that uh, the lowest we've ever heard? I, yeah. yeah. Uh, Roger Moore at the Orlando Sentinel writes, This movie is as stale as Monday's Pad Thai. Uh, from the exhausted mythos of the surgically efficient... Impotent hitman to the training scenes in which Joe explains the trade to the new guy to the inevitable trays in the third act. I wanted to end my life after this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, He wanted Nicolas Cage to take him out. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Jeffrey Lyles writes a promising film about a hitman that ultimately gets whacked because its star is completely unsuited for the role at all. Oh, ouch. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, oh. at, this is from Allie Gray. She writes at six foot plus with his hair plug mullet and his <laughs> and his ice white teeth. Nicholas Cage sticks out like a sore thumb among uh, the tiny citizens in this movie, making for the most conspicuous hitman since Agent 47 rocked the bald head and barcode combination. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's—they're wow. so right. He does. Yeah. so that, right. He does stick out. That took some effort. That's a good one. Oh yeah. My gosh. And make sure yeah. you watch the Nicolas Cage version because there. This is a. Remix. I know. There's two. It's there's a, a 1999, yes. and then this is the horrible English version. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And it was Cage's production company that bought the right to the remake, so he is completely 100 <laughs> percent responsible to for this. Yeah. 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 Oh, you're gonna love it. Enjoy, Jason. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Murky cinematography, a meandering pace, dull storyline, wooden performances, wooden. and a bad wig. This Hollywood remake of Bangkok Dangerous is uh, beyond beyond unsuccessful. Yeah. Okay. What did the there previous uh, um, the previous reviewer? How did she? Put his hairstyle, jet black mullet. hair Something plug, I, mullet, I got out of it. Hair plug something. mullet. Hair and plug his, mullet. His unusually white teeth. Yeah. Stick, ice six out. foot, yeah. yeah. And he's With, really tall. Yes. And, oh, and Nicolas Cage has about 600 teeth in his mouth. Have you noticed that? <laughs> They're no. little and like stacked like skyscrapers. You got to look. <laughs> you got to look at a picture. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for ending this week on that.
Thank you, Lex. <laughs> you just made my whole week. <laughs> the look on your face. They're I stacked. Just, remarkable. They're stacked so like skyscrapers. Like stacked like skyscrapers. We oh, yeah. Lex. Well, <laughs> we're just going to end it there. It's not going to get any better. Uh, that's it. Have fun. Monday, uh-huh. Monday, oh. it is our 77th annual Sad Song of Palooza as we celebrate Valentine's Day as only we know how. Completely bitter. Uh, that's Monday. Right now, though, go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you. We also have the Super Bowl and all the commercials to talk about. Wow. Monday's going to be a big, big show. Have a happy Friday. Great weekend. Donna and Steve up next. We love you so much, and we'll talk then. Bye for now.